this week on Not Just Another Sex Podcast. But as soon as, like, African-American, like, regular black and brown folks be like, oh, I'm polyamorous too, everybody just tear it apart. What I've seen and what I've observed is that people are more accepting of non-ethical, non-monogamous relationships than ethical non-monogamous relationships. Because think think about it. it, I I agree. Think about it. A number of women, I firmly believe that a number of black women, specifically sociologically, are socialized to expect that at some point in time, somebody gonna cheat on you. That man gonna cheat on you. Yeah. That's non-monogamous. Hey, Sugar, you're listening to Not Just Another Sex Podcast. I'm your host, Samaya Burton. I've been a hands-on sexual educator for over five years through my company, Sexual Essentials. So I can tell you that being an adult absolutely has its perks. But now let's talk about just how hard adulting really is. Whether you're healing trauma, building healthy relationships, or figuring out how to create your own happiness, the truth is you may feel like you don't know what you're doing, but you're here now and that's enough. Hey, you guys, welcome back to Not Just Another Sex Podcast. My name is Samaya and I am your host. And welcome back for another amazing episode. So before we get started, we are going to check out some of these reviews that you guys have left. And today's review comes from Fed Nalicious. Fed and Delicious. Fed and Delicious. All right. It says, episode 27, do you have the capacity for me featuring Matt? I had to write a review about the above-mentioned episode. First and foremost, love you on all platforms, including your Patreon. Okay, boo. The ability to show, teach, and help others understand how to be comfortable in their sexuality, not only physically, but mentally as well, is amazing. And I thank you for creating a platform for that. Episode 27, though. Girl, had me taking notes. As someone who wants to date to marry, this podcast gave me some tools, honey. I'm going to go on my dates asking all the questions because we finna communicate right from the start. Love you lots and continue to drop gems like this for someone like me that wants to get it right and also do work on me in the process. XOXO. Thank you. Thank you guys so much. When you guys leave, first of all, Y'all are leaving reviews like crazy, and I do not want you to stop, okay? I don't think you guys even realize how many people don't leave reviews, right? Usually, you only leave a review for something like when it pisses you off, or you're annoyed, or you're mad, and so that information spreads fast, but we are very quiet about the things that we like and we love, and we keep it so close to the chest. I'm a creative. This show is absolutely free to you guys, and it is nowhere near free for me. So all I ask is that you rate and review the show, share one of your favorite clips. Even if you've already heard the episode, if you see a clip drop, still watch it anyway. Give us the views so that way we can get more advertising dollars, more eyes, get higher on the charts. Um, We have been on the charts since the the trailer dropped. Like y'all are tapped in. So thank you so much. But I do need you to rate. I do need you to review. I do need you to drop it in your group chats. Um, all of that support is absolutely free. Um, and if you guys could do that, it means more than you know. Um, so keep the show going by doing that. And I will keep the heat coming. Okay. And thank you so much for joining Patreon. Like, seriously, it is so many classes on there. Um, so I'm glad that it is working well for you. So Today's episode is an amazing one. I have a friend here with me, Professor Odie. Say hey to the folks. What's happening? What's happening? What's happening? Good people, great people, God's people. How y'all doing? Yeah. <laughs> I'm super excited for today's topic. 
Um, I have been wanting to talk about this for so long, okay? Mm-hmm. Um, but before we do that, you got to make it all juicy. You got to say it and then don't say it. So they're like, ooh, what they talking about today? <laughs> 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 okay. So before we get into all that, we keep, you know, getting getting it um, uh, getting it spicy, how okay. their minds let it, let, wondering. Let, let it yeah. marinate a little yeah. bit. I feel it, I feel it, I feel it. Um, so... Today's adult tip of the day is your diet is not only what you eat, it's Ooh. what you watch, what you listen to, what you read, the people you hang around. Be mindful of the things you put into your body emotionally, spiritually, and physically. Yes. Um. Today's episode is, and for those that are just tuning in or you don't know, the adult tip of the day is just a quick tidbit that you can put in your back pocket because one day we looked up and we were the adults in the room, you know, and sometimes that's really crazy. Um, And sometimes um, adulting sucks. And I think that just taking it in bite-sized pieces Mm -hmm. more um, is more effective than we think. And sometimes it's not something that you need to learn. It's something that you need to remember. Sometimes it's something you need to apply. It's sometimes it's my therapist says um, it can be a lot of different things. And so the adult tip of the day could be serious. Like, Oh, do you remember how to get a CBR or, you know, or something just lighthearted, like, fuck it. Sometimes just take a day off, call out, like, you know, get a cleaning lady. It could, it could be, it could be simple. It can be extreme. Um, but today's adult tip of the day is specifically because the topic that we're going to be discussing, um, evokes a lot of judgment. And what I have found is that a lot of people love to throw stones, right? At glass houses (laughs) and not realizing that your shit looked the exact same. It's just yes. in a different capacity, right? Like they throwing stones and it's, e- and it's easy money. Like clearly it's a glass house. Like the topic we're talking about is an easy one to Very. nitpick at and, and be like, oh, easy one to judge. Very. But so many times we're judging, not realizing that we may disagree with one thing that someone else does. But if we look at our own lives, there are multiple capacities of negativity and toxicity that we're taking in. And we so busy worried about what somebody else is doing, mm-hmm. you know? Um, did you have anything you want to add to the adult tip of the day? <laughs> yeah, hire the cleaning lady. Hire the help. Cause no, because even even as you were talking, I was thinking to myself, I'm like, yo, we <laughs> we because we are in a, a, a gig a gig based economy, like a sharing based economy, mm-hmm. we overlook how many people are literally just trying to you know what I'm saying? Make ends meet just like everybody else. So if that's the economy or if that's the industry that somebody decides to take up as a side hustle or, you know, you don't, it, once again, hire the person who's going to assist you in completing the job because that's what they know how to do. That's their level of expertise. When I told people to hire a cleaning lady, I was talking about as a dope tip of day, bitch, take something off your own damn plate. And when doing so, boom, you did what Odie just said, which is hire somebody. You put money you know. into the economy. You know what I'm saying? Self-care. For real, for I really do like doing things that that I enjoy doing. I I don't like doing things that I don't enjoy doing. I know that that sounds like real simple, but a lot of people do things that they don't like every single day. That they don't have to. But that's another dope tip for another day. Um, This one is about passing judgment when there are other components of your life that are nasty. And not the good type of nasty. 
Hey, you guys, I hope you're enjoying the show. I just wanted to stop by and let you guys know that all three of our masterclasses this month are available to Patreon members for free. Yes, you heard that correctly. Our mouth masterclass, our dick writing 101 course, as well as our masturbation and squirting class are all available on Patreon. You guys, Patreon is an amazing way to support me as well as the creatives that make this show possible. But don't worry, in exchange, we're giving you guys some amazing content. If you love my show, then you must join me over there. Outside of getting the masterclasses for free, you'll also get a chance to watch our bonus show that comes out each month called Boats and Hoes, where I sit down with my friends and do an episode of the show based off what's going on with us in real life. We also have a show on there dedicated just to sex. It's called just another sex podcast and you get to hear me teach and talk to others as they learn in real time on top of the other 250 classes and workshops that are already on there from my teachings as a sexual educator. This show is a resource for you to learn from my experiences, and though it has no cost for you, I just need you to know that signing up for Patreon goes so much farther than you think. I know that you may not join the content every single month, but think of it like a gym membership. It'll always be there whenever you're ready, and it does so much good whether you know it or not. I appreciate all the support that you guys give me in all the ways that you do. And now, back to the show. Today's Twitter talk, this entire episode, is built upon the the this 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 house of cars conversation that we're talking about is is it get are you getting anticip- the anticipation rising anticipatory now you know i leave can't me say alone that. you know i can't say that <laughs> i had to get one in <laughs> you know i can't say that i can't say regular words all right so twitter talk is where we pay homage 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 to black twitter um because black twitter um is honestly where most of the current topics are discussed. It's it's not even Twitter anymore. Black Twitter is a is like a culture. It's like a a trend. It's like a it's just there. It's just there. Um, so a lot of things that you've seen that have went viral, they have either started at Twitter, or they made it to Twitter. Um, it's so much random information that we have found out that people try to leave out. Like it's so much that I've learned about my own history there. Um, of course you got to fact check. Don't, don't forget that part. Um, but yeah, so Twitter talk is just to pay homage because everything is talked about there. So, um, sometimes it's debatable things and whatnot, but today's Twitter talk is about. So every time I see polyamory discussed on Twitter, (laughs) it's it's generally, something bad it's it's yes. rarely something good it's and it's always the points that people could pick apart and of course make you it's easy it's easy bait like it it's me, easy bait to pull apart one time i was on there and they, they was like why everybody that's polyamorous why they ugly like they the only ones who be together and it was like this man and he was driving a car and it looked like it was too many of them no i think he was on a scooter it was like three or four of them on one scooter it just got so much worse it just <laughs> it just they were like on a scooter and I'm not trying I'm not trying to be funny but aesthetically it was not pleasing like it did not look it didn't make my nipples hard I know how to I, and, I, like I have the, I have the capacity to break this down but the the, the human me is just I'm just dying. saying that that's just I'm just saying for example so when those conversations come up and then they be like see look and then they drop all these pictures of like <laughs> niggas on scooters <laughs> non aesthetically to, to each their own pictures of like poly situations like the room looked like it stank or like it just looked like really cheap or it looked like y'all reused condoms like it just it just would look crazy and it's like bruh 
And I couldn't even say nothing because in real life, I have seen some shit that's like, I know you got me. I, I know you lying. I know you lying. So I wanted to talk about some of the things because I, I think that people be trying to defend polyamory so hard, but sometimes you have to admit people be making it really hard with some of the shit that gets put out there. And, and yeah, so I'm going to give y'all one. I'm going to tell y'all as a polyamorous woman, some of the shit that I hate. Okay. I'm going to give it to you one time because this entire episode is about to be knowledge because a lot of y'all be talking about polyamory and do not know what you're talking about. And so we can't have any conversations. So this is going to be a good basis for you to learn so we cannot be ignorant. But before we do that, I'm going to give you one. I'm going to talk some shit with you. I'm going to tell you about the shit that I hate too as a polyamorous woman. (laughs) You ready? (laughs) You ready? I'll go first. I'm trying to get myself together. But please let number one be I hate when the room stay. I, I do not like when the room stay. I, I I hate when people try to have a polyamorous relationship or lifestyle relations, some type of extra extraordinary um, activity with you and they're broke. I don't like it. I, it it's very offensive because it's like, what are, are we just going to like, we're not going to do any activities together. Like you just, you just want me to come over on your couch, on y'all couch. I don't want to do that. On one-on-one relationships. Y'all cannot afford to date a third. Why the hell are you dating? Can I, can I interject? You got just one? Really, nope. No, really you got to give one. I got, you got to give you. one. Because we're talking about it on the episode. You got to give I, one. I, What's one you hate? I, I hate. <laughs> I despise. When people believe that polyamory. Despise nice yeah, yeah, despise. yeah, I like that. Okay. I despise when polyamorous. I despise when people believe that polyamory is a sidestep or a side quest to monogamy. That bothers me. Oh, like uh, I, I'm fucking up with monogamy, so maybe I'll try this instead. Type yes. shit. Mm. Yes. Mm. I, I don't like that. I don't it. like when people come to you with a fucked up relationship, and then they be like, "Oh yeah, let's date," and then they they like clearly have a toxic relationship. Mm. But the one thing they agree on is that they should be fucking somebody else <laughs> or dating somebody else, Ooh. or you know what I'm saying? Like mm. I I think that that that's really um. It's it's agitating. It's it's really agitating. Cause y'all know if y'all shouldn't be, you know. You know. I feel like I think when people use polyamory yeah. as a scapegoat for cheating. Because mm, I don't yeah. think that people recognize that you can like, even if you're in a polyamorous relationship, you can still be cheating. You can still be cheating. Yeah. Um that that that's one of the things I hate when people say like that's not polyamorous. Like, oh, you letting them cheat. You can still yeah. Okay. I don't like that a lot of um I'm going to agree with y'all. Now, I'm not going to agree. I, I don't, I'm not going to say I agree. I don't like lifestyle events. I don't like lifestyle apps. I don't like most of the events, which is why I came up with the art exhibit. Mm-hmm. I'm not trying to be funny, but I dislike how difficult it is to find other like-minded, attractive, polyamorous people. It is very difficult because so many people are ashamed of the thing that they really connect with. And so it makes it difficult to, and I I feel like they, I'm not not trying to be funny, but aesthetically, (laughs) I feel like clout, like really clouds people's ability to just tell the fucking truth. Like you so worried about what everybody going to say. And 
I mean, take the Will Will and Jada example. Why would anyone come out about being polyamorous if they if y'all saw what they did to them? Yes. Right? Like they they went crazy about it. And though that's an attraction. So it doesn't matter. You could be attractive or not. People gonna pull it apart either way. I just feel like sometimes when you don't have the clout or maybe aesthetically you don't feel like you have to respond to anybody you just wherever the fuck you want you know what i'm saying like i feel like when you don't have anyone to answer to or you're not trying to be validated by anyone else mm. i feel like you don't give a fuck and that's why you see the people that's being vocal are the people that don't give a fuck so, <laughs> they, they're the ones like i'm poly i'm gonna I'm keep it a stack there's a there's a creator her name is Gwendolyn ismatu right and she does a lot of uh she does a lot of work where she analyzes social structures that are in play that people don't take the time to really take apart. Mm -hmm. So one of the series that one is my favorite series, she talks about capital B beauty, right? And how capital B beauty is something. So capital B beauty is basically once again, how it is that we as black folks say, Oh, it's like, Y'all want everybody to look like white folks. So y'all want everybody to have this Eurocentric perception of beauty or like this white yeah. centered perception of beauty, right? That's capital B beauty, right? If you look at the intersection, right? The crossing between sexuality and capital B or like Eurocentric beauty, when we think about, once again, the 50 stage, the shade, the 50 shades of gray, the masquerades, all of these things were done in the space of the occult. So these quote unquote beautiful people, because they were beautiful people, they, you're very correct. Clout, clout is something that is very apparent, right? But I feel like it's historical because these same people who want it, that's, the, that's where we get this idea of hedonism, right? Mm -hmm. This idea of you can just do whatever it is that you want to do outside of the moral, uh, Standings that What's exist. Acceptable. Yes. Yeah. But once again, in order for these people to do what was acceptable, they had to don something that we we as a society would perceive as ugly. Right? I have to look or be ugly in order to do ugly things. <laughs> right? And I think that's very interesting. And the reason being is because, once again, so then how do we define what is actually appealing or arousing or sensual because if that's the case even if so let's talk about the lifestyle of this right i recognize that <laughs> everybody has their perception as it relates to their individual pursuits right mm -hmm. but i cannot in full faith say that all of the examples of polyamory or ethical non-monogamy that I've seen have been in those spaces. What I've seen more of is people not being able or willing to admit that what they're doing is closer to non, it's not ethical, but it's closer to non-monogamy mm -hmm. than they're willing to admit than because monogamy. their perception, <laughs> their perception of relationships and value are based in monogamy. Yeah. So they're not accepting, like, for example, when I sit and think about it, a lot of women are not monogamous relationships. They're just not ethical. But women yeah. have learned how to accept the mm -hmm. reality of non-monogamy in men. It, they just do not. They just do not expect men to be ethical about it. These are the facts. And we're going to save that for the topic, topic. We are. We are. We're going to save it for the topic topic. I think that when you when we discuss this thing about like unattractive or ugly or aesthetically pleasing to me it doesn't bother me much at all like when discussing it because i'm not 
I'm I'm sapiosexual. So I dated people that like it, I, I'm a very honest person. Like I don't think everyone is attractive or at least to me. Yes. Because clearly you are attractive to someone or whatever, but it doesn't matter to me because even if you are attractive, doesn't mean I'm attracted. Looks doesn't matter to me. It's not it's not my thing. You have to talk to me. I don't want to I'm a I'm a words. I'm a I'm a feels. And at the end of the day, I've just found that no matter how someone looks, mm-hmm. three to four weeks later, you're not going to give a fuck. You're not going to give a fuck. May I interject really quick? For sure. Because it's it, something just don't, like I literally just got a download as you were talking. When we talk about attractiveness, right, we tend to put it in the box of physical attractiveness. Mm-hmm. Like literally as you were talking, because I did not realize that I was a sapiosexual literally until a couple of years ago. Like dumb people make my penis retract. It bothers me. <laughs> right. You there, There's a level of intellect that you have to have. And somebody had to bring to my attention. They were like, yo, do you recognize the type of women that you engage with? And I'm like. Damn, save for like a couple, most of the women who I engaged with had a bachelor's degree or above, or they were doing something with their life that had a lot of heft to it, right? Mm-hmm. It's very, it, it like to say, being a sapiosexual, having these a, attractions. See, it's difficult to talk about it, ain't it? Because yes. what words? That, yes. That's the part. But that's the thing. That's there, the there, are, there are multiple types of attractions that we don't really talk about. Like, I think that it takes forever. I honestly, does. I'm I get agitated even talking about this because there's no right way to say it. No matter what we say, they're gonna cut the clip, they're gonna put it on there, and they're gonna be like, "You think these people ugly? You think that? What does it matter if I ain't fucking them? If they not if they not mine and I'm not theirs and we ain't doing it, it doesn't really matter what I say. <laughs> what I'm saying is that I'm I'm trying to have a conversation, and it's difficult when you don't have the verbiage when when we have not been practicing how to discuss these things. You know what I'm saying? And it's mm-hmm. like every time you talk, you have to give this disclaimer of not everybody, but I don't mean this. And I mean, you could be attractive this way. I'm trying to communicate like with the general public. And How that you sometimes is ugly. so difficult. Yes. I'm saying aesthetically pleasing. I prefer to say aesthetically pleasing. And I say that because when I think about like the content house, I say I like things aesthetically pleasing. I mean, I like them to look a particular way. Yes. So I think that that's just the most general term. I think that I feel comfortable with mm-hmm. because I don't think, I'm not gonna lie to you, I don't really think necessarily about like, Oh, they ugly. Either you fine to me or you not. You fine or you ain't. I, but also looks is, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And at the end of the day, I could say somebody is fine who the world aesthetically might say is not. So it's Fair. difficult to have the conversation because what I mean and what someone else means is still never going to match because what get my pussy popping and what do what for you, it might be two different things. Yes, ma'am. But what I'm saying is as a polyamorous bisexual woman, I go to events and I am not pleased. (laughs) And honestly, I don't think it has anything to do with looks. I think it has to do with aesthetics. Yes. It has to do with aesthetics. So that's why I use that. If I go into a a space and it stank, or I go into a sex event and the air is not on and there is a pussy out in the room, now it smells like hot cootie cat. Make it make sense. That's what I'm saying. So despite all them words we just said, what I'm trying to say is that as a person who is a part of this community, 
it's difficult to be attracted, not because all the people are ugly, because the circumstances are unattractive. It's because the room stinks. The room stinks. <laughs> with all that being said, I'm just saying, like, we got to find more words. But come on now, you got to be honest that sometimes you get on these apps and then it's like, it be a couple <laughs> that look like they're going to take you to a basement and you never coming out. Like, my spidey senses be going off and I'm just like, what? They ain't got no Febreze in that basement. It's just all, like, I just feel like all the people that are engaging in this that I'm interested in, they don't want to speak up about it. I feel like when you already not accepted, you don't care what you tell the truth about. Yes, you know what I'm saying? That's fair. And a lot of people be like, oh, somebody, you're so vulnerable, da, 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 da. I don't care how I look physically. Most of these exact same people did not accept me growing up. They like, not. they talked about, you know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. I look this way now, but like, two years ago, I was wearing Walmart clothes and I wasn't aesthetically, you know what I'm saying? Whatever. Mm-hmm. Now, I, I, hell, I had more money then in the Walmart clothes than at this current moment. But as long as I looked a certain way, that was aesthetically pleasing. So looks, I, I can talk about it so freely because I've been on both sides. Yes. You know what I'm saying? No matter what I say, people are gonna pick a, pick a, pick it apart and have a problem with it. What no I'm saying is, when it. I walk into these these rooms, it is not right, and I'm tired of it. But with that being said, we're gonna get into this topic of monogamy, <sighs> polyamory, <laughs> lifestyle. <laughs> What's the difference? Look here. So don't say I ain't give y'all nothing. Don't say that I just make painted and say that it's all amazing or all these other things. I gave y'all a Twitter talk strictly dedicated to talking shit about polyamory from a person that is in the polyamorous community. With that being said, I am still a polyamorous woman and I cannot be any other way. And I want to have this conversation with you guys because there have been a multitude of episodes whether not just from my show, but other shows and other internet clips and things like that, mm-hmm. where people are under there in pure ignorance. Yes. They don't know the difference between the terms. And you can tell that in their responses. <clears throat> they think that polyamory is nothing but sex. Um, th- everyone, like even when Orion was saying that he's not monogamous, absolutely not. Or even when Trip Fontaine came on the, the on the show and he was saying that he's ethically non-monogamous, they're like, oh, y'all just create any term for whatever. Well, what do you call it when your man been cheating on you for the last 20 years? You not monogamous either. But let's just start at the top and we're going to save the pettiness for later. All right. Please. Because <laughs> that, was, that was a hurt piece that I'm not afraid to continue to press on. Just saying. like, cause, Because the thing is, you don't even have to... A lot of polyamory people, polyamorous people, polyamory people, a lot of polyamorous people are not trying to change others into being polyamorous. Yeah, they're not trying to convert them. But it reminds me of Christianity where Christians are usually like like the the super holy roller ones because I believe in God, grew up Baptist, spiritual, like I'm a lot of things. But the super holy roller people are usually like you're they're pointing like the the finger way more than than others. And I find that same similarity when it comes to monogamous people they're just like no, you're wrong, you're wrong, you're wrong. But it could be because monogamy is a production of Christianity, but continue. Mm, talk about it. Hey, you guys, hope you're enjoying the show. I just had to stop by and let you know that if you have not ordered your thigh high socks from Sexual Essentials, you're behind. I know how it feels to buy lingerie and you say, Ooh, I'm gonna be real sexy and put it on, and it's sitting in the back of your drawer 
collecting dust. Let me tell you, the thigh-high socks are just so convenient. They're super sexy and they're actually comfortable. So instead of feeling like you have to make that large leap into lingerie, try the thigh-high socks. Your partner gets to see you looking sexy as well as yourself, and they're super comfortable. Don't forget to use our code NJASP for 15% off. Tell your friends and make sure that you get your favorite color before they're gone. All right, now back to the show. Let's talk about the difference between polygamy, polyamory, Mm -hmm. and let's say lifestyle. Okay. Right? Let's just say that. So just so that we're all on the same page. Lifestyle, swinging. What's it? Is there another term that we could think of off top of our head? Probably should have wrote this people down. Use, people use the term kink as an all-encompassing term. I'm it's not. not. I, I don't believe that it is. I'm I, not going to throw that one in here because I think it'll confuse people. Yes. Kink has nothing to do with this conversation. It kink can happen in monogamy, polyamory. That's an individual thing. So I'm not going to throw that in there. Yeah. But great point to, because someone probably would have wondered, is that in this? Yes. All right. So let's just stay with that. Let's just say lifestyle, swinging, mm-hmm. playing. Right? I like to play. Yeah. People use... The scene lifestyle. The scene. All right. Lifestyle is where you engage in... I'm not going to say sporadic, um, but you can go out and go to events or... You told me I had to use third grade words because I was going to say intermittent. (laughs) Yes, I have to use it on... You have to say it on a third grade level because there is someone out here that is here to learn what we're talking about from scratch. Mm-hmm. Um, lifestyle is a form of engaging in different, more so sexual acts. Yes. Um, not necessarily at random, but with other people that desire to experience some of the same things that you want to as well. Mm-hmm. Um, swinging can be like in the form of like couple swapping and trying different things or going to certain events that um, are centered around other like-minded people being at the exact same place. It's yes. like going to skate night on old folks night. You know, if you go that night, the old folks going to be there. If you go with 25 and other, you know, 25 and other going to be there. Yes. All right. If you go to lifestyle, you have other people going to an event that wants to engage in other activities with other people that they're not in relationships with it with. And generally for a short amount of time, it can be longer, but generally with lifestyle, it's more so for the experience in that, in that moment or working up to a particular moment or whatever. That could sound very vast, but once we give you the other definitions, then it will help improve. Yes. Um, polyamory is where you are committed. To, you can you have the capacity to love more than one person, have romantic relationships I'm with glad more than you one put person. It that way. Huh? So I'm glad that you put it that way. You have the capacity the to. The capacity, right? Mm-hmm. Um, because you can be polyamorous and choose to Conscious be monogamy. Conscious monogamy. Yes. Um, it, it's a, it's sometimes it's a choice. Yes. Um, but polyamory for me, polyamory is something that I've always been this way. Mm -hmm. I've always, people used to call it having a team, you know, like I I got a team. A lot of people don't like how they say that because it makes it sound like you're getting over on someone. Yeah. Somebody, somebody told me that. How are you in like way back when in like 20, like 2018, 2019, how are you and your girlfriends? Whoa, relax. Don't say that. Cause it feels like, once again, it feels almost manipulative. How are your girl? How are what? How are you and your girlfriends? Because the person, so they were a partner, but how it is that they identified it was you treat the women that you engage with. doesn't matter how many you treat them as if though they are your girlfriend. 
I'm sorry that I'm going to cook you a meal because you a human being and you got to eat. <laughs> you ain't never had nice things before. Just say that. Um, I Polyamory can also be something that is learned, right? A mm-hmm. lot of, um, I also know a lot of people that are in polyamorous um, relationships and they've never actually had another partner outside of their current one, mm-hmm. um, which means that they decide, like you and I can say that we're a polyamorous couple. Um, you can, you always have the choice to do whatever it is that you want to do, but through communication, maybe we've never come up against or come up against a situation that you choose to be with another person. Yes. You know, um, a lot of people think polyamory means like you're always with multiple people or whatever. That's not the case. It just means you have the capacity to have more than one romantic relationship or multiple relationships. May I use an analogy really quickly? Sure. So imagine a honeycomb in a beehive. Just because all of those honeycombs are there does not mean that every single one of them are going to be filled. They have the capacity to be filled, Mm -hmm. but every single one of them are not going to be filled. There are going to be some gaps. Yes. 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 Um, So what we said, lifestyle, polyamory, and then you have polygamy. Polygamy is where a man will have multiple wives or multiple women and that sort of thing. Then there's the one where the women too have the same. Andro, Johnny. Say it for me one more time. Andro, A-N-D-R-O, which is a prefix for man or masculine. Mm -hmm. Johnny. Like vagina? No. So (laughs) G, so G, so G, G N G. You don't have to G-Y-N-Y. spell it for us. We can. I, I we can. It we can we gonna put it in the, in the caption. So it's 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 it's, it's, it's it. like it's like polygamy. Mm-hmm. But once again, polygamy. The implication is that it's a man with multiple women. Mm-hmm. Androgyny is I how I pronounce it correctly. It's the implication of a woman with multiple men. There you go. So they have both. I didn't say that one because clearly I don't know how to say the word. Not because it doesn't matter. I tried um, it. I'm gonna lie to you. I'm. I. I, I definitely feel I. Like if I could choose one, that's the one I would go with. I don't necessarily need my partners to have other partners. Mm-hmm. Like it's not a. It's not a deal breaker. Or am I like, oh yeah, it doesn't bother me either way. Yeah. But I also would be totally fine if all of my partners were monogamous, mm-hmm. except for me. I would be okay with that as well. But that's neither here nor there. Fair. Um. So what is your relationship with uh, polyamory and your the way you identify your relationship style? So my relationship style currently is ethically non-monogamous, non-partner seeking. So it literally. All right. Let's 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 pause. Ethical non-monogamy. Ethically Mm non-monogamous, non-partner seeking. Non-partner seeking. Yes. Which means that you are dating. No, it means that I'm not seeking any partners, right? Mm-hmm. So ethical non-monogamy for me means that I have the capacity or I'm engaging with multiple partners at one time. Non-partner seeking for me means that I've met a point where I recognize my capacity to manage that many partners, mm-hmm. right? So for me, non-partner seeking means that if you were to come to me at this point in time and be like, hey, I want to do X, Y, and Z, and A, B, and C, it's like... I've already made decisions or identifications with other partners that would take up the amount of capacity that you would need for me to, or in order to engage in this type of relationship. 
Okay. So when you're saying it, you're saying currently I'm non-partner syncing. Yes. Okay. I think that the the way that it runs together, it's like, okay, are you, like you said, I, I like the fact you said for me, yes. because that could be different for each person. Mm-hmm. Um, ethically non-monogamous. Um, I know when other people have said it on the show, um, some people are like, well, why do you have to say ethically non-monogamous? Because a lot of y'all are in relationships that are not monogamous already, but it's not ethically. Mm-hmm. Meaning- Somebody is cheating on somebody. You have no idea. Um, you know what I'm saying? You keep returning. That's non-monogamous as well. When your partner mm-hmm. cheat on you, that's non-monogamous. And it's not ethical because you didn't agree or consent to that type of situation. There we go. Um, ethically non-monogamous means I'm telling you that, hey, um, I'm open to dating more than one person or I am dating more than one person or I'm in a relationship with more than one person or I am, you know what I'm saying? I yes. Whatever, whatever verbiage. Um, but everyone understands this yes. um, as well. Yes. Uh, for me, I am polyamorous. Um, in my journey, I have been in a monogamous marriage. Um, I've been in a monogamous relationship. I've been um, a third in a couple relationship um, a few times. Uh, <laughs> um, and that's it's it could be so many different things being mm-hmm. polyamorous. Um, for me... Uh, being polyamorous definitely stemmed from receiving all different types of love growing up. Yes. With my story and this background that you guys have heard me talk about, um, I still became, in my opinion, an amazing woman because of the different types of love that I've received in so many various ways, mm-hmm. whether that was friendships or other friends, parents, or you know what I mean? Like whether it's school or just like, Whatever, I still became the woman that y'all see today based off a different version of love Mm -hmm. that, you know, just not not the conventional type. You know, it just it came from a lot of different sources. So I've always been okay with it. I also grew up with a lot of siblings. So it's like you don't love one kid less because you have another one. You know what I mean? Um, I also grew up watching people battle with monogamy. (sighs) You clearly not good at this. You are not good at this. And and the fact that like, why don't you like and then you hear and 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 when you when you're growing up, for me, I saw men acting a plum fool, right? A and goddamn not like fool. Acting a plum fool. And then the women will be mad. But then when you listen to the women conversations in private, they want the same thing. They oh, not yeah. fulfilled. They not fulfilled. They are arguing to keep the attention of one person that they not even fully fulfilled by. And you know what's crazy? You know what's real crazy? There are a number of divorced women. So once again, there I don't think that people really talk about how it is that after after black women get divorced, there is a friend, right? But once again, that friend is never just one person, right? The friend who is usually identified is usually the person who, once again, in the polyamorous community, we would identify that person as the anchor partner or the person who is, once again, in a prescribed hierarchy. They're like either the main partner. Yes. Okay. But it does not mean that this person does not, once again, have the capacity to facilitate other partners. They're just not in the relationship that we would identify as monogamous. So like the auntie that always got like. Oh, this this auntie always got different men, and she's just mm-hmm. oh, she's just having a. We identify the older the older women would identify that auntie is fast. The younger women are like, oh, she's having a great time. She's doing what she want to do. 
that woman may identify herself as polyamorous or ethically non-monogamous. So you're judging somebody and you have no idea how you they identify. Not, you didn't ask. You know what I found is that a lot of people accept non-monogamous relationships from other cultures, mm-hmm. whether that be um, African cultures or Muslim cultures, um, where multiple wives and 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 things like that with no problem. Mm-hmm. But as soon as like African American, like regular black or brown folks be like, oh, I'm polyamorous too, everybody just tear it apart. Like as long as it has a religious, like it's built on something religious, I like no one says anything if 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 a Muslim man walk in with three wives behind him. No one says anything. Man, I put a little food coloring in that because I like what, what color is going to be. It's going to be some, but listen, I agree, and what I've seen or what I've observed is that people are more accepting of non-ethical, non-monogamous relationships than ethical, no, non-monogamous yes. relationships. Because think, think, think about it. Think yeah. about it. Think about I, it. I agree. Think about it. A number of women, I firmly believe that a number of black women, specifically sociologically, are socialized to expect that at some point in time, somebody gonna cheat on you. That man gonna cheat on you. Yeah. That's non monogamous. What they are not expecting or what they are not expecting to see is a man coming to you and saying, Hey, I have multiple partners. And I do not expect you to not have multiple. I've said this to multiple women. I am dealing with multiple women. I'm not going to put you in any danger. We're going to talk about it if you would like to talk about it. I do not expect you to only engage with me. If you have other partners, that's okay. That is okay. You don't have to tell me about it. But I do not want you to believe at any point in time that you have to do something for me that I'm not willing to hold myself to. And I think that's the biggest thing. It's like, why, why are you willing as a, I'm just going to call it, I'm just going to call it what it is. Why as a Christian black woman or man, are you a, as the man, how do you take it upon yourself to believe that, your because once again there was a viral clip of this young lady saying okay i'm i'm you know what you cheated this woman had to come and tell me but now these are the rules of the relationship i want to continue to build with you i want to continue to once again make this paper with you but you think that you are the only person who other people want to fuck (laughs) i want to do the same thing these are the rules and when i saw it i was like you know what I, 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 going back to like your, your first point, mm-hmm. people will encourage you to forgive a partner that's cheating on you and in the same breath say the child wilding and you crazy if you allow your partner to sleep with someone else mm-hmm. or if you decide to have a, um, a non-monogamous relationship of, of whatever type. Yes. They talk all types of craziness. You allow them crazy stuff in your relationships, but at the same time, we'll throw a party to keep y'all together. Or if that's a good man, Savannah, like you to death. Like it's so crazy. Um, with that being said, the same women have never had an orgasm in their life. 
they have children and they've never had an orgasm, but they're quick to tell you that you shouldn't be doing X, Y, Z. So before we even move on anywhere else, I I also want to talk about um, how everyone assumes that polyamory or non-monogamy or dating multiple people is all about fucking hella people. One, I have an entire business, a whole career built off the fact that a lot of y'all can't fuck. So let's just stop there because in one sentence, y'all be talking about how the dick game whack and like, y'all don't be doing nothing with pussy is lazy. Da, 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 da. If that's the case, then why don't you leave non- non-monogamous folks alone? Cause y'all saying that it ain't that much good sex out there anyway. Right. Let's just, let's just be honest about that. People are not running off to have more bad sex. But what I can tell you is that polyamory for me has opened me up to everything that I want. I am a greedy bitch. I want 100% of everything that I want, which means that no matter what, one person can never give me everything that I want. Even in a monogamous relationship, there's the 80-20 rule. There is no other human outside of yourself that can give you every single thing that you need. Now, I may be willing to go without certain things in a monogamous relationship, which I have before, or I simply get them from somewhere else. And somewhere else in a monogamous relationship doesn't mean another romantic partner, but whatever it is that I'm missing, I'm either getting it from my alone time with myself or I'm getting it from my I'm uh, looking my at friends. y'all that got work wives and work husbands because they feeling that extra 20%. Let's be real. Th- there's that. But also everybody is polyamorous because you should have a real relationship with your damn self. Mm-hmm. And a lot of y'all don't. Y'all give up your relationship with yourself as soon as y'all find a partner. And then every time you single, your relationship with yourself is so strong and you take yourself on dates and because you ain't got shit else to do. But as soon as another person walks into that picture, you forget about yourself. You are monogamous because you can't even keep a relationship with yourself when you get with someone else. Mm. You fine. You're monogamous. I'm sorry, but that's not anything to be proud of. Even if your only other partner is yourself. And see, I'm not even the other. My first relationship is with me. Mm-hmm. And the rest of my relationships are with everyone else. Mm -hmm. But even outside of that, you still have relationships with your friends. Those are real relationships that take the exact same things as your romantic relationships. Minus the the sex. (laughs) They take the same things, if not more. Right? Because now ain't no sex and making up or, or any of that. So, you can't you you cannot hijack this person's neurochemistry in order to make them feel better. You actually yes, have to you do actually the emotional, have to do the work. You actually have to do the emotional. You actually labor. have to do the work. Um, for me, polyamory has given me so much freedom to have the relationships that I really want, which means that some of them are not sexual. Most of them are not sexual. Why? Because in reality, you are not as sexually compatible with, compatible with people as y'all think that you are. Can I talk about that for a minute? <laughs> As a man, as a man, being engaged in ethical non-monogamy has made me so, so discerning about who I fuck and who I don't. Yeah. Because the reality of the situation is, sincerely, as a man, there are some people who expect that I'm just going to fuck anything that's walking, anything that got a pussy. That's not true. And that's not even, that's not fair. The reality of the situation is, is that when you are able to expand and open horizons and when you're able to, once again, be in spaces where you can truly take the time because people, once again, people minimize polyamory and ethical monogamy to just fucking. But it's like once you recognize that you are actually responsible for how it is that you show up in these relationships, you begin to recognize like, yo. 
I can't just be fucking everybody because once again, for a lot of people, fucking is a is a point. It, it is a development. It is a development in a relationship point. And just because you are not able to either a identify that or b communicate that does not mean that for this person, this is not valid. You still have to be able to engage with this person and say, okay, I consented with you in this way and we are communicating and navigating in this way. And, and I recognize that once again, this is, how can I say this? This is the capacity or this is the limit or this is the breadth of what it is that I genuinely have to give Right. So even if I even if I say to you straight up, like, yo, I do not have the emotional capacity to give you what it is that you're asking for. But in terms of sexual engagement or in terms of what it is that you feel as if though you are looking for sexually, I can provide that to you. And if you feel like I'm not doing it the way that you would like for me to do it, I can continue to esteemed learn. Fuck buddy. Exactly. And it's being <laughs> fuck buddy. One thousand. <laughs> One thousand. But being very. But once again, but it's I the think- communication. I, I agree. And I, I and and I'm gonna say I'm gonna take fuck buddy and put that in another episode Let's because they already think that that's what we're talking about. Just being yeah. able to fuck multiple people, multiple people. I want to put an emphasis on the fact that a lot of y'all are having sex with y'all one partner that you committed to for the rest of y'all life, and y'all are not y'all don't give you all yourselves any space to change. Yes. You guys don't you guys don't you guys marry people and say that I'm with you through thick and thin. And then if they want to change the relationship, they're not allowed to. And I understand that you might commit to one thing, but if we talk forever is a long time. And as a woman, your pussy change her mind. Your pussy will change her mind. Especially when you get comfortable, especially when you love somebody, especially when you have children. Mm-hmm. Your desires and your needs change. Mm-hmm. And because a lot of us, we we attach like the sex to ego, which is, I'm not, I'm not faulting anybody from that. That's Absolutely a natural not. thing. It is. But a lot of times you're forcing yourself to have sex with your partner when you might not want to have sex with anyone. You might feel, go into an asexual space, not just, I can only speak from the, the space of a woman, but sometimes you go through moments or become more asexual. Like after you have a child, your body can oh, fight, can I- fight fight against it and even outside of that some people i'm not sorry but i've never had any sex that's better than the way that i'll be fucking me i'm so i'm my number one because i can make my body do things that other people just can can't I, you know what i'm saying because i still got to communicate it to you we yes. got to have the patience like now don't get me wrong it's some amazing number two you know what i'm saying out there but some people just desire to have solo sex it doesn't mean that they don't want their partner but if I was allowed to let my partner find another partner, what does that open the door for? It opens the door for me not to violate my own consent and feel like I got to give you this pussy or I got to take a shot before I have sex with you or yep. I have to do this because I married you and I promise that since we're going to be together forever, I'm going to give you pussy to the day that we die. Yep. But guess what? Sometimes our relationship transcends past sex. And, and a lot of people are like, you talking bullshit because you've never had the capacity or the personality to stay with anybody without sex involved. Some of y'all still using sex to get what you want. Some of y'all using sex to get a home. Some of y'all using sex to keep a nigga. Like, I, y'all doing a lot of things with sex. 
But when you don't have it to weaponize. Some of y'all using sex to define your masculinity. Let's not forget it. (laughs) Can you... Can you be that guy without even having sex with somebody? Mm-hmm. Can you be that girl without having sex with somebody? But when you have to have everything in one partner, you're going to lack something. And well, so now it's not even an 80-20 rule. It's the 60-40. Yep. Because a lot of people don't realize you are not as compatible with people as a whole as you think you are. A lot of times you are aspirationally compatible and not realistically compatible. So in other words... You daydream. You, yes. You are attempting <laughs> it's to... what you want. Yes, you are literally <laughs> you are literally attempting to you are you are consistently on a track to improve yourself based upon what it is that your partner says that you don't have. Yeah. And because that hits you so hard in a space where you don't believe in a space where you believe that you lack, you have now transitioned from a space of I'm going to do this for me to I'm going to do this for this person. Yeah. It's constantly aspirational. Like it's not a it's not a you-driven thing. It's your partner-driven thing. That and also jealousy and possession. A lot of yes. this is really you don't want to share your partner. And I understand the fear. Um, jealousy comes up in polyamorous relationships all the time. It's, it's natural. just the fact. It's a natural feeling. It's a natural thing. It's okay to feel jealous. It's okay to feel sad. It's not okay to be a jealous person. You know what I'm saying? Like, th- can, I, can I explain that a little something. bit? For sure. Let me, let me hit my... Take your time. Emotions tell you something. Emotions require you to communicate and also it, it 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 requires you to look within, not point the blame. If I feel jealous in a moment, it tells me that I need something. It doesn't tell me that you don't need to do that for someone else. It tells me that I need it too. Yes. That's what it tells me. Yes. So you might go on a date with somebody at the park and I'm like, damn, why we ain't never been on a date? Well, guess what? That relationship that he's in, that's what she likes. Now I'm like, oh my gosh, that looks so sweet that you did that. Can we do that too? Versus... Why you took her to the park? You ain't never took me to the park. We live down the street. There we it's go. parks all over the place. We ain't never went to the park. There we go. Like so, people don't have the, um, <laughs> the capacity to even talk through yes. what their emotions tell them because they don't even want to admit that, that they're, they're jealous. jealous. You know what I mean? Yes. What what? And my favorite type of non-monogamous couple are the ones that are non-monogamous and they don't even date anybody else. And I asked them, you know, why? I mean, I know why, but I asked them why is because technically I support you doing whatever it is that your heart desires. Mm -hmm. As long as we talk about it, as long as we find a way, you know what I mean? Like you're not just doing it frivolously, but having that amount of freedom, usually a lot of people don't, you don't even need it anymore. There we go. I'm polyamorous and I don't date a lot at all. I don't date a lot at all because after I have the freedom to do whatever I want, you, you realize you don't want everything. You don't. Go ahead, my brother. There's a difference between having jealousy and being a jealous person. Yes. As a therapist, as a clinician, what I say is is that your emotions are valid, but your behaviors are always in question. Mm-hmm. Right? Just like you said, I realize that I want this too. But instead of saying I want this too, oh, why you ain't do X, Y, Z? I've had previous partners like that. Yes. And I will say that this 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 partner taught me to be more gracious. She taught me patience, right? Because I don't, I don't, and I will say, thank you, Poppy, right? I will say that as much as, as much as in my mind, I beef with this previous partner, it's more so along the lines of she, she taught me how to have, but she taught me how to have grace with a partner, previous partner who was dealing with jealousy. Cause I don't do that well, but at the same time, another same token, 
If I recognize it as an ethically monogamous individual, this is something that is showing up. I, as a person, still want to, once again, provide that space. But it's like, yo, I need for you to understand that there's a different way that you can communicate this. There's a way that you can say, Mm -hmm. once again, I would like for us to do this too without having to preface it with you believing that you have to attack me in or order to the other partner. Yes, in order what you want. in order to disarm me, in order to get what it is that you desire. It's like, no. All the relationships are separate. Yes. Yeah, they're separate. Yes. And once again, so prescribed how prescribed how hierarchy described how hierarchy in once again identifying how it is that each partner is just in a space. So prescribed is saying, hey, this person is who it is that they are. This is my anchor partner. This is the person who I, once again, am having a number of emotional and life ties with. And a described hierarchy, I really hope I'm not switching them up, but a described hierarchy is, I recognize that each one of you have a different set of equity based upon what it is that you're doing, Right. Altogether, the relationships are separate based upon how it is that you're engaging. So that jealousy and how it is that you deal with it has a lot to do with, once again, as you said, the needs that you have as an individual. Not only just one, how the jealousy is triggered, but two, how it is that you're responding to it. Yeah. Like, what is the intensity of your emotional response? And why is it at that intensity? That will give you a lot of I tell I tell people all the time, emotions are data, right? We'll give you a lot of information about what it is that you actually desire. Mm-hmm. And can you But people try to control their emotions because they don't think they're they they don't want they're embarrassed by the thing that they feel. Yes. And or they think that they're attacking their partner because of the thing that they feel. So yes. if I feel jealous, that means that my partner is doing something to make me jealous. Yes. And that's not true. It's not true. My, my favorite part about polyamory is the freedom and the honesty. I'm, yes. a, I'm really big on integrity. I'm not saying that I'm perfect. I'm not saying that I haven't made mistakes in the past. But what I can say is that I don't have the energy to not be honest about who I am. And I will say that... Um, Having the freedom to do all the things I want to do takes a lot of weight off relationships. Mm-hmm. In my marriage, at one point, I had a boyfriend, right? The last year, and I'm not saying that my marriage is a good example because clearly that shit ain't work, but <laughs> that doesn't mean that there weren't some real things in there that that I that I noticed in the in the learning aspect. You know what I'm saying? Like that, that I was much younger. Um, the last year of my marriage was one of the best ones. It was also while I was a little blindsided. I was like, damn, we ain't work. Because the last year of our marriage was so great because I took a lot of the pressure off trying to make my husband do things that he did not want to do, that he mm-hmm. did not like. He did not like reading. He Not because he was stupid or nothing. He was smart as hell, but he more was an audiobook person. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? I want to read. I want to touch the book. Like now I listen to some audiobooks because otherwise I just don't have time. But now I'm like, why can't we read together? If I really, if I really love reading, you should do it with me so we can do it together. Right. That's, That's really what I'm thinking. But it's also something that made me as a sapiosexual. It 
felt sexual and sensual to me. Yes. You know, but not having the verbiage, not being able to communicate without using aggressive words or attacking each other, not having the tools then on top of being just married to the incorrect person for love purposes. Yes. You know, didn't help. So I can say that some of the relationship didn't work simply just because we was married to the wrong the wrong romantic partner, right? But also it it was like, okay, this part also did help. Like had we practiced, you know, but also he just was not polyamorous. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. No matter what, it was always for me. It was all, I, I always needed that. And I was always able to be honest and patient. Like, hey, can we try this? You say no? Okay, fine, no. But, um... The last year, there was a lot of tension taken off because instead of asking him to do things that he clearly was telling me he does not like to do, mm-hmm. I was able to have another partner that I had other similarities with. Yes. You know what I mean? So maybe it's only the 20%, but those 20% of things I'm getting from over here, I'm getting this from over here. Now, all around, I'm more settled because I'm getting all the things that I need. Yes. But ultimately, I think that we have to do better about possession and acting like we are in ch- in a chain. In yes. A, I am... T- what. And and we are definitely out of time on this topic. But what I want to leave you with is, one, we will be having more conversations like this. It's a lot. It is a lot. It's a lot to unpack. But you have to respect other people's relationship styles. Okay? Because a lot of y'all are in non-monogamous relationships, whether you know it or not. They're just not ethical. And stop using, again, stop being intentionally obtuse and using bad examples to describe things. Because I could keep throwing stones and be, and use keep using the child men and women be cheating on y'all. She got to work, husband. She, I could do that, but that's not the ones we're talking about. I'm talking about real people that's not doing no grimy shit, just realizing that polyamory works better for them. Or they just simply want a relationship where they don't have rules. Like, like I have to do this and you have to do that. Rules are roles. Rules if you guys dated more people that you're actually compatible with, you wouldn't need as many rules. There we go. I'm not telling you that there are not boundaries within a relationship. As a polyamorous woman, I damn sure don't date everybody because if I if 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 you date me and I got to do this and then you dating her and she be like stealing out of payless, I'm good. I'm good. Why? Because I don't think you should be stealing out of payless. You know what I'm saying? Or or if you dealing with somebody they they I don't know. I, something that's just not good for our relationship. You know what I'm saying? Just yes. Or I feel like that that person is not, I wouldn't do like, mm, I want to know how do you choose partners? Do you choose other people that communicate? Are you dating somebody else that degrades you? Are you aware of your attraction you? patterns? Do, do, are you dating another woman that, that cursed you out? Mm-hmm. I can't fuck with you based off the type of relationship you have with her because overall that's not healthy for you. If you're going to date people that you know are manipulating you or that you let them get away with crazy shit or, you know what I'm saying? Like, if you have no integrity in which the way that you date, which people don't have this in monogamy. They don't. They do not. Everything, every skill that you have in monogamy, you need three times as much in polyamory. You do. If you can't communicate with one person, how are you going to communicate with well, three? Four, five. Like, how? And if you are true. <laughs> oh, this is the question that, because once again- you know what I'm saying? My my young boys, they come and ask me about polyamory. And I say to them, I say, okay, y'all thinking of it from the perspective of, oh, I'll be able to have this. Says, oh, I'll be able to have these. Okay, cool. Have you ever been in a situation where five women are all upset with you for five different reasons? 
<laughs> but you have the self-awareness to recognize that all five of these different reasons are valid aspects of your personality. How do you reconcile? And they looked at me. That was like, what? I was like, no, nah, brother. People there, hide in monogamy. They yes. get away with so much shit because yes. there is not a third wall right there. There's, There's not, not a not, second opinion. Mm. And it's not... It's, People hide and manipulate shit and they act one way in public and then in private they act a different way and it's like, oh, you talking to so-and-so like this, but then online they amazing and all this other shit. But when you have another third partner in there, you don't get away with shit like that no more. You don't. You know what I'm saying? A lot of y'all want a third partner in your relationship because your your partner performs better when other people are around. They treat you better when y'all have a guest. Yep. And y'all don't want to acknowledge it. Yep. But- that's neither here nor there. Um, polyamory. Not the cliffhanger. And just being, <laughs> because it's no, it's, it, we gotta go. We so, do. with that being said, we're gonna move on to the advice. Um, you guys, we're gonna have more conversations. It's just, it's so difficult to try to organize such a large, 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 yes. um, topic that 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 needs a lot it needs a lot more so um if you guys have more questions about this make sure you guys tap into the patreon because we do have more videos um on topics such as this and so much more stuff um with that being said we're gonna get into the sex tip of the day um all right so i'm gonna just go ahead and take these glasses off because those are my those are my like be sexy glasses you know like for the outfit those are my fashionable glasses these are my sex glasses and they record things. They re- they record. So today's sex tip is about. I'm gonna turn it on. Record something. Uh, today's sex tip of the day is inspired by a conversation I had with one of our art exhibit performers, uh, Sir Marvelous. He was like, "Oh, you got to get you some of the." He done it. He ain't he in Philly, ain't it? Huh? He in like New York. Yeah. All right. So th- these glasses record. They the Ray Bans recording glasses, and they're great for like recording make, booty. Record. <laughs> I mean, you can sightsee with it. RB recording booty. But with the, with the sex tip of the day, we are encouraging you to head over to Patreon because we have a video, um, a class that's by Shang. Shang is amazing. Shang is a woman who I so you to Shang. Yes. Yes. The homie. Shang. I met Shang on Harder Soft and I gave her four orgasms the first time that we met because they asked me to teach a class on how to make women squirt. Mm-hmm. And I did not know when I got there that I would be asked to teach this class. And so I met her. We got some consent. And she's like, hey, you can show them on me. And I was like, all right, we've been cool ever since. But her and her partner, they're polyamorous. I love their, I love how they encourage each other. Yeah, um, they, but they, they so cool. I love them too. They are so amazing. Um, they did two classes on our Patreon. One is for beginner bondage. So you learn three different like types of um, rope designs to do. Um, and the second was how to make your own porno. Polly Poppy. That's his, that's his name too. Go ahead yes. and listen. Uh, how to make your own porno. And they, and so I was just like, okay, let's pull out these glasses Put a little camera stuff in there and you can make your own porn from home. So I thought that that was a really neat way to spice things up. Um, So, yeah, that's our sex tip of the day. Uh, We will drop that video for you below. Um, Everything, you guys, you don't you don't need polyamory or other partners to spice up your relationship um, at all. These are things that you can do in a monogamous relationship or one on one. Um, And again, I want to reiterate, everybody is not polyamorous, but. On the same tip, y'all have to stop forcing everybody to try to be monogamous. One of the reasons that some of y'all are cheating so much is because you're not monogamous and you're giving yourself a bad rap because you keep trying to be something that you're not, you know? So um, today's spiritual tip of the day um, is sex magic. 
And I want to talk about this because another amazing, amazing thing that polyamory has given me is so much healing outside of the three way mirror. When you're like dating more than one person and being able to see yourself from different avenues. And now you have to accept yourself because you got two people telling you that you need to work on this right out of love, though. They're out of love and they're like, it's okay, but you know, can we work on this or or more support? But today I want to talk about sex magic. Uh, you guys, the spiritual tip of the day is just taking um, things that you can't really explain and breaking them down into a small point and just teaching a little bit every time, whether that's crystals or astrology, um, ancestors, whatever, all of it matters. Okay. Not just religion. You know, I love God and, and that's a fact. But there are other things that I use and that have played a huge role in my growth. And a lot of times people judge them because they don't understand them. So yes. this segment, the spiritual tip of the day, is to give you a bite-sized piece of something different, you know? So um, today is sex magic. And um, I'm bringing this up because um, when I was dating a couple, um, I got a lot of sex magic healing trauma um, where I would talk about some of the things I had went through sexually. Um and then had sex afterwards, but I was being reaffirmed with words of affirmations or healing phrases or being honest and saying, this is something I would really like to hear during sex. And maybe it's not mm-hmm. a sexy thing that's being said, but something, a healing thing that's being said. I recognize that good girl is a very healing phrase. You think so? Yes. I I, I will say good girl is sexy to me, but with me, I, I get vulnerable. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Even being encouraged for someone to to say, you know, you can call me daddy when you're ready. I know that that's a hard one for you. Yes. Like something like that is just like, it's so forward. It's so vulnerable. Like having a type of sex that evokes tears because you're, you, you open up a wound about something sexual that may not have been consensual or may not have ended the way that you thought it was going to, or mm-hmm. that maybe just had lasting effects on you. You open that up, you talk about it, and then you put good things in while it's still open. You know what I mean? Um, And I got that from a couple. But also, me dating couples is something that I really like because I feel that the love I saw my parents have was not appropriate. It, It was a part of me really romanticized how they were real Bonnie and Clyde for each other. But really, they was like Lonnie and Slide because they was covering for each other with, you know, covering a molestation and allowing certain things and, and shit like that. But I can't lie and say that the way that I saw them love each other in its sixth sense as a child always made me like the idea of love, right? Mm-hmm. But now in this sense of understanding that that's not right, I've been able to, I'm attracted to couples with healthy love. Yes. So I am extremely attracted to couples that like are all over each other, very honest with each other, very just like respectful. And you know what I mean? Like they and they they are consensually both including me. You know what I mean? Just getting a front seat to someone else's love that's real, like not perfect, but real, real and and progressive and accepting of me heals some of that parental trauma for me. Mm-hmm. Um, so today's sex tip is about um, sex magic. And yeah. sex magic is something that you can be born with. So if you guys have not seen my episode with Gigi, um, the second one, not the first one, we talk about what's in my chart. Um, 
some sex magic is in there, but also it's a thing that you can cur- um, curate with anyone Yes. Um, in the ways in which I just spoke about it. Um, and also you can check out my episode with King Hef where I talk about my particular kinks and how they are. Some of them are a reflection, the kinks that I have that are a reflection of my specific traumas. Yes. Um, so um, with that being said, thank you so much for joining us on this conversation. It's so crazy because I feel like there's so much stuff to talk about, but it's like we have an hour. So um, make sure you guys tap in because um, Odie does have um, a segment on Patreon talking about some BDSM workup and who knows what we might put on there next. But um, please um, leave them with your name, your Instagram, um, and we are going to drop your link tree that has all of your links to your classes and everything below as yeah, well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So good people, great people, God's people. Mm-hmm. Um, once again, as Mr. Mai said, my name is Professor Odie. Um, my full name, Odie Lakachi, William Hezekiah Onkwe, without the accent, Odie Lakachi, William Hezekiah Onkwe. Um, you can find me everywhere at Professor Odie. There's either a period or underscore. Um, YouTube is Professor underscore Odie. Um, TikTok, Instagram is Professor dot Odie. Um, just go on my Instagram page, uh, my Instagram bio. You click, once again, the link in my bio, the paperclip. You'll see all of my links. All of the links that are there are all of the links that I utilize in order to, once again, facilitate my classes. Um, engaging group coaching um and genuinely just once again assist people in unpacking what it is that we've been unpacking on the show today so that's where you can find me professor dot Odie or professor underscore Odie. okay well thank you guys for tuning in if you are watching this before the art exhibit make sure that you get your tickets virtual tickets um are also available and if the art exhibit has passed and you missed out make sure that you tap into patreon because um the documentary of this year and last year um and an excerpt from the first year are all up there so make sure you guys tap in um leave a review Make sure that you rate and review the podcast. It means so much when you do. And if you guys have any specific questions about this topic, send them to us so that way we can guide the next conversation because we know that we need to have more conversations about this. And just remember that if you don't know what you're talking about, you can also just shut up. You know, we can just not add to something because we don't understand anything. We can say nothing. Um, And sometimes that's just better. But there are a lot of people just having input on something that they know they don't understand or that they have never looked up or did actual research for. And we can stop some of the the damage that's being done by simply acknowledging that I don't know nothing about that shit. And just and being just real with that shit. And not saying nothing. Just shutting the fuck up and being an audience member instead of <laughs> trying to be a presenter. Shut your ass up. <laughs> don't, be I'm sorry. don't be cursing out my, my listeners. I look up y'all for it. Please stop saying things if you don't know what you're talking about. So, um, I love you guys so much, um, and we will see you next time. Thank you. Thank you so much for making it to the end of this episode. Thank you for keeping an open mind and joining me in creating a safe place for others to share their truth. Make sure that you're following Not Just Another Sex Podcast wherever you listen to your podcast so you don't miss our weekly episodes. But also, if you want to keep the conversation going, make sure that you follow us on Instagram, Not Just Another Sex Pod, as well as Sexual.Essentials. Don't forget to sign up to my Patreon. The link is in the description of this episode. 
not only do you get access to my personal life through my close friends and things like that, but I also have almost 300 classes, workshops, private group chats, hands-on demonstrations, interviews, behind-the-scenes footage, and so much more. If you want more from me, then that's absolutely where you need to be. If you would like to support this podcast, make sure that you rate and review and make sure that you share this episode with your family and friends. I'll see you next week.